the Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney Plus. Full of stories and love for all. Quite a queer conversation. Turn it up louder. Virgin Radio Pride. Hello and welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Jamie Lambert. And me, Jack Holden. This is the show that does exactly what it says on the tin. We're going to have a conversation, a chat, a chinwag, whatever you want to call it. We have questions to help us stay on track and they have been randomly selected for us to answer. We'll try and be as open and honest as possible. But to start off, a bit more about us. So I am part of multi-million selling vocal group Calabro. I am a West End producer. I am a pug owner and uh, I hail from Durham in the northeast of England. Uh, I'm an actor and writer. Um, my debut play Cruise was on in the West End uh, last summer and is coming back to the Apollo Theatre in London in August this year. As an actor, you may have seen me in 10%, which is on Amazon at the moment. I play an American, uh, a kind of creepy American called Kevin. But I've mostly done theatre all over the West End and all over the country, and I'm from Kent. Lovely. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Jamie Lambert, and Jack Holden. So question number 23 next, and it is, how did you two first meet? Cruise is quite a good place to start, isn't it? Because I was obviously part, half of the production team yeah. and you were the writer and main star actor alongside um, brilliant John and Elliot. And yeah. we met on Zoom. Yeah, actually, we did For a long time. In fact, was the first time we met, like, the first performance of yeah, Cruise? Yeah, it was literally after opening night. Yeah. And we'd been talking on Zoom for... Ever. Yeah, months. Um, do you know what's really interesting to me about the fact that your character on 10% is called Kevin? Yeah. Is that that's obviously part of the real heartfelt part of Cruise, isn't it? Which is oh, your, yeah. your debut play that was nominated for an Olivier Award last year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Kevin is a really lovely older gay man who is based on a real older gay man who I volunteered with at Switchboard, the LGBT plus uh, helpline. And yeah. It was a real, eye, not eye-opener, I don't think. I think it was a real like life realisation moment for me because sort of being a part of a production team of such a great queer story... Mm. Um, and being involved with actually what was a majority of, I think it, the, it was majorly a queer production yeah, team. Yeah, it was. And then for it to do so well and get nominated for an Olivier, I think was such an amazing thing. And for you to have that as your debut sort of play on the West yeah. End. I, cool. feel, I feel like I've, I've really reflected on it all. It was a big blur. And, and coming out of the other side of the pandemic, it was really sort of, it was such a high, wasn't it? Coming out of that and coming straight onto the West End. Um, yeah. But I think as a writer what made it work all so well and what made the play so good was that it was me writing from my authentic queer self mm. and it was the first time I've done that and it just so happened that when that all came together at the right time the show was a huge hit I think what's really interesting for me as well is that like I didn't expect the audience that we had to be so I, I knew that we'd hit that kind of historical audience who had lived through Soho in the 1980s yeah. and been part of the queer community during that time in the AIDS pandemic but I think the breadth of the audience was amazing mm. and the best thing about it was there were people who were coming to that show from that sort of historical d period of time mm. who were saying like how 
it actually transported them back into Soho yeah. of that time, yeah. which is really lovely. Yeah. So yeah, but that's good. We can get, uh, we can experience it again. Yeah. In yeah. a bigger, louder <laughs> way at the Apollo. It's going to be bigger year. and louder. I'm not going to be bigger, but yeah. <laughs> Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Jack Holden, and Jamie Lambert on Virgin Radio Pride. So I think we should start with the sort of easier questions because <laughs> yeah, some on, of then. these are juicy. This is randomly selected, but what is your ideal night in? I mean, recently, my ideal night in, I mean, this isn't remotely LGBT, but it kind (laughs) of is because I think he's an ally, is watching Stanley Tucci looking for Italy. Have you seen that? I need to watch this because I love him. It is incredible. He is so sexy and so smart. And he, he goes in and out of Italian and English at the drop of a hat. And he's just so suave and... He really like sells being a bald man, which I think is great because I yeah. think it's like bald is sexy. Bald is sexy if you're Stanley Tucci for sure, <laughs> and it and it's just so like you just I just love watching people eat food, yeah. eating good food. It's just like I could watch Are you that an ASMR forever. person. I'm not actually, but I do. It does come up in my algorithm quite a bit, and I Me am too. I do hover on it a bit, and I'm like maybe I am one. Well, there's a whole culture, particularly in Japan. Yeah, I get a lot of these Japanese TikToks where they literally have like whole bowls of noodles that they finish in two seconds, and I'm just like. Yeah. What, what is this weird dark corner of the internet? Yeah, I saw someone make a recipe the other day and it was all very like, and then you take the thing and you put it in the thing. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is this is a whole like hybrid of things I didn't know I was into. Do you know what I love? And I think this is reflective of what the next sort of part, of the, the rest of the programme is going to be like, is that we started talking about a night in and now we're on like ASMR. <laughs> yeah. What is your ideal night in? Um, I think for me, I am sort of recently partnered again. As um, congratulations, as we thirty plus gays say, <laughs> thank you. And um, we're very good at being into this company. And I've got my pug, and um, I, I really love like things. <laughs> <laughs> She's a material girl. I am a material girl, and like I, I don't spend my money on nights out. I'm not really a nights out person. Yeah, I like things. So like, I recently treated myself last year after working very hard through a pandemic to a new sofa. And uh, last night, my partner Matt was just playing on Skyrim. Yeah, we are. <clears throat> gamer queens okay and um gamers that's gamers yeah. yeah and yeah. um he was playing that and i was just reading my kindle yeah. and the pug was asleep in between both of us and i was like Do you know what this is really yeah. nice that's so that lovely. was my good night in i think quite a queer conversation virgin radio pride this is quite a queer conversation on virgin radio pride with me jamie lambert and jack holden the next question randomly selected is number 21 what do you think is the best representation of LGBTQ plus life on TV or film? I'm going to just say, I mean, I loved um, Queer as Folk. That was yes. so important. That's being rebooted, isn't it? It's being rebooted again. And recently I, I just loved Pose. Oh, I so love Pose so much. So Billy Porter. <laughs> Billy Porter! Ah. <laughs> oh. So good. It was great. And I think what was nice about Pose is it was so inclusive of the trans yeah, community yeah. as well. And it was actually, well, it was basically. It wasn't it was tokenistic, about. was it? it Not was, at all. Yeah, it was. And I quite like that about Heartstopper as well because there was yeah. a trans character in Heartstopper um, played by a trans actress. Yeah. And also, I think yeah. it's arguably one of the most important things that's come out in the last 10 years mm. because of what it's done for teenage queer people. Yeah. What's really interesting about Heartstopper is that like, there's no pain in it. And I think often we get in queer stories, yeah. we get a lot of pain because I think our history is very painful in mm. many ways. Yeah. And you and I were just talking um, prior to having this conversation about the fact that, you know, we're both the same age. We're, mm. You're 32, I'm nearly 32, I'm 32 mm. in two weeks. Ha <laughs> ha. 
we were 13 when Section 28 was taken away. Yeah, I really did not know that it was that <laughs> late. Isn't it? I mean, it was only 2003 that that was repealed. But it's like stuff like sex ed. I, one, my school was, like, I loved my school. They mm. were, there was lots of good things about it, but they were terrible at sex ed in general. Yeah. But we had no sex ed that was not like putting a condom on a banana. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was no actual explanation of you know, how to have sex with a man. So, yeah, so compared to Heartstopper, how was your how were your school days? Oh, entirely different. Yeah. And I, I've been very lucky, and I know that you've got a great family, and I do too, and that has been, I think, a lifeline for me, mm. because I think without it, I don't know how, I don't know, I mean, we are so lucky to have that, I yeah. think. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone reacted incredibly and didn't have to work through things, but it was, I have a very supportive family. Yeah. But school is very different and mm. it's such an insular little world. It's your mm. whole world mm. when you're in your teens. And you see in Heartstopper them have this sort of very open, really lovely story actually for the most yeah. part of it. There's no pain there really. It's just two people exploring mm. the fact mm. that they're falling in love. Mm. And I definitely didn't have that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was very much a sort of under the radar yeah. shame, yeah. Yeah. feelings of shame. And as far as I was aware at the time, I wasn't out and mm. there were no other people who were out in the school. Yeah. I know three or four people now who I'm still friends with who are married to men. Like, mm. you know, mm. like I, I, and I, I wouldn't have ever known then because they were so quiet about it. Yeah. What about you? Weirdly, like my school days were kind of like that a bit. I feel so lucky to be able to say that. And it felt, it, I, I kind of, it was so ahead of its time when I tell, told people about it when I left school, they were like, wow, that sounds mm. so, so free and liberal. And it was, I mean, I, I was sort of, outed by someone in the school which at first was against my will and yeah. I you know I thought this is going to be a disaster but kind of nothing changed and like that's Jack he's gay and yeah there we go and and I I felt incredibly lucky and I did have some really quite wholesome romances so I feel yeah it felt very ahead of its time quite a queer conversation virgin radio pride you're listening to quite a queer conversation with me jack holden and jamie lambert on virgin radio pride i have a random question for you yeah what is your pride pet peeve <laughs> my pride pet peeve as in um do we think we think this means like things that kind of get a bit annoying around pride yeah. season <laughs> let me list no okay no 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 i i, I mean look i think pride is it's, it's a very personal thing, even mm-hmm. though it's a very public thing. If you want it to be public, I think, you know, there's ways of being proud internally or in, in, on a small scale. It doesn't have to be the marching down Oxford Street, although we do love that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's, like, questionable things about this sort of rainbow washing when big organisations put a rainbow flag, stick a rainbow flag up and say... Hi, gay. Hey, hi, hey gay. <laughs> yeah, hi, gay. Uh, um, but, yeah, look, I mean... I will say something serious that pride started as a protest yeah. and the idea that there are now prides that are like expensive ticketed events that are basically like festivals like Mighty Hoopla right which we love we love Hoopla please invite us next year but um, <laughs> but like that's very different that is a festival and as a commercial festival pride started as a protest and it has gone a long way from its roots and it's not like there aren't things we still need to be protesting as a community mm-hmm. so i mean personally like black pride in london is amazing amazing it ha- still has that protest um vibe but i think yeah. if you know jumping back to looking at crews and the way that sort of um you know you you do touch upon the way that people were persecuted for having aids and yeah. how long it took to get health care and how long it took for anything to be done about it and we are seeing the same kind of persecution now mm, mm. 
against the trans community yeah. as we did back then. So at the, when you talk identical. about things to yeah. protest, I mean, we should be out on the streets all of the time mm. about about the way that trans people are treated in this country mm. and around the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have. I think my only peeve about Pride is when people forget what it is. I think that's the key thing because whilst it is really, I really encourage people and I want people to celebrate it how they want to celebrate it. And if they want to go out in like, you know, tiny shorts and a crop top and they want to show off and they want to be themselves and be authentic, amazing. I'm yeah. so behind you. But equally, I just always want the core of it to be the reason Pride exists yeah. is because we're not yeah. equal. Yeah. And there are so many parts of our community within, within the LGBTQ community who just don't have the same platform yeah. as many of, mm. you know, us sort of... Yeah. Uh, relatively privileged sort of yeah, white gays totally. do <laughs> and you know that's, that was part of the I, I felt this kind of uh, pressure when we were bringing back crews um, and also, but also a kind of shame because I was like do, do we do we want to still be telling these sad stories about our community you know should should we be telling the heartstopper stories the kind of you know the, the positive optimistic stories about our future but actually that's a scarcity mindset like it's about plurality it's about having all of these stories and it's really important to remember those times and and pride is also a time of remembrance and so i guess the important thing about cruise is that it is a memorial to 1980 and the aids crisis it's always important to remember and it's mm. the worst thing that we do we do this with everything in a society you know we, we get we get years on from from a period of time and we just completely forget that it ever happened yeah. and then it happens yeah. again in a different way and yeah you know we need to do better Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Jack Holden, and Jamie Lambert on Virgin Radio Pride. Oh, I'm interested in this. This is a slightly lighter question. <laughs> yeah. What is the most romantic thing you've ever done? Okay, so it's not the most romantic, but it was the first, like, most romantic thing I did. Okay. And it, it's, it's actually, it ties in with Heartstopper. With, so, so basically, my first boyfriend ever was a uh, year above me at school and valentine's day was coming up and i was like i am going to take him for a picnic in the evening which is a really stupid idea because it's february <laughs> so it's going to be freezing and it was freezing and like near my house the nearest place we could go for a picnic was, was this kind of like field next to a dual carriageway in hindsight not very romantic but i think like the thought that i that i did it and i like I made us picnic food, which I wrapped in foil, some like warm chicken satay, very weird like picnic choices. And I said, meet me up at the up at the top of this road and we'll go to the field. And we were freezing, so cold. Uh, and then, you know, we kissed and it was really romantic. And then I went home, he went home. And then the next morning, my dad was like, where were you last night? And I was like, um, I was just out. He was like, yeah, but who with? And I was like, uh, does it does it matter? And he was like, yeah, it does matter, Jack. And I was like, um, I was just out with someone. He said, why can't he was like, why can't you tell me who it was? And I was like, uh, well, you know, we went back and forth like this. And he was like, okay, do you want to know what we think? We think you were out with a teacher. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, I was out with a guy. And he was like, oh, that's fine. And then he gave me a hug, and that was it. So that. it was like a lovely romantic gesture that turned into this beautiful, loving gesture. That is, it's always better that people think it's something much worse, <laughs> just, just in case like, they weren't going to react well. You're like, by like, the way, guys... Why do you um, think that? I, I, I'm dying, guys. No, yeah. just kidding. I'm gay. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, go on, you, most romantic thing you've ever done. Oh. I imagine you're quite a romantic. I like to think that I am like this stony kind <laughs> of... Um, person who just abhors all kind of romance but i am quite romantic i think 
January, I surprised my partner by taking him to Edinburgh because oh, I love Edinburgh mm. and he'd never been. And we went up on a Friday and we stayed on the Royal Mile in this like really mm. cute Airbnb that was all like old and panelled wooden mm. stuff. And then we went to the witchery. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've ever been. Yeah. Oh, so good. We went to the witchery on the night time and then we went to the castle and did a tour the next day. Oh, um, cool. And just did things that I like, because I, he quite likes spooky stuff. So mm, I, we did mm. things that I knew he'd really like. And I, but I do little things like I buy flowers and, you know, things that I didn't, this is for me though, it's the things that I didn't get to do when I was younger. Yeah. That I do more now. I didn't have my first proper relationship until I was like 20. Okay, yeah. And even that was like, for the most part, quite normal and quite happy. Mm. But I think it took me a lot longer mm. to get to that stage, mainly because I'm six foot three and really awkward. Yeah. But also I think because it took me a long time to like settle into my own power as yeah. like a queer person. Yeah. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Jamie Lambert and Jack Holden. Our final random question is, are you each other's types? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's really weird for me? I don't have a type. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's blow this question up higher level so it doesn't get weird. I feel like I used to have a very specific type, but I think my taste is maturing. Like, it surprises me what I find sexy now. Like me I, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to be like, no, no, very vanilla, got one type of thing. But now I'm like, ooh, yeah. It's, it's different things. What do you think that comes from, though? Because I, I'm very much the same. I had, ex- I was always really into like skatery emo, mm, skinny mm. guys yeah. who like just gave off this kind of like bad boy attitude. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I, that was the, all the way through my 20s, you know. Yeah. And I suppose whether it's like a couple of relationships with people who weren't like that at all might have broadened my horizons a bit. Yeah. But, it actually takes me a lot more time mm. to be actually attracted to somebody mm, now. Mm. Maybe it's just because we're getting older and we've got no libido anymore. I don't know. But. <laughs> Maybe a drop-off going on there. But <laughs> No, I think it's it's like any taste, it develops, doesn't it? And it's you appreciate the nuance and the, yeah, the nuanced notes in anything. So it's not just, yeah, fit, skater, yeah, let's do it. You're like, hang on, what what is it about? Like you kind of break it down a bit and you're like, what I like about it is the sort of, subculture of it and then you expand that to other subcultures and you're like oh okay yeah I don't know. and also for me it's like i spent a very long time i think because of how my sort of teenage years were in school and with relationships etc mm. i spent a very long time being overly giving mm. and i gave a lot more of myself than i got back a lot of yeah. the time i think for a very long time throughout my 20s as well so you're a top yeah, <laughs> I did not say that. Um, but I think what's really interesting is that what I find really attractive now, it's much less about, I mean, my boyfriend's beautiful, um, really beautiful, but it's not, it's less about that. It's more mm. about the way that we are together. Yeah. And I, I as famously have like always wanted that kind of, life of mm. having a partner at home and wanting to have that back and forth but it never tu- it, it often doesn't turn out like that you know i've had two quite serious relationships in my 20s that didn't turn out like that well especially when you're like touring and yeah. performing and all over the place right i yeah. think it there's that career life balance thing i find that kind of stability very attractive mm. in my partner who mm. is very he's like a big pool of water mm. like that's what he reminds me of and yeah. i'm i'm the opposite i'm like this like you know madman who skits around the world and <laughs> yeah I find that very, as I get older, that's what I find very attractive. Yeah. And talent. There's talent something very attractive about very talent. attractive, yes. Stanley Tucci. 
Yes, oh, Stanley. <laughs> We've come full circle, right back to Stanley Tucci. You're listening to the Stanley Tucci Show. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. We have the most important question. What does pride mean to you? It's such a big question, this. I think I've told you this. I have quite a bad personal experience of, you know, I, I was walking down the street with my ex outside my flat in London a couple of years ago and got really badly, violently mugged. Mm. Um, and pride to me is not having that worry. Yeah. I'd love nothing more than to live in London. I don't live in London anymore because I can't bring myself to do it. And I'm I'm determined to come back at some point. But this is the funny thing is because I, my partner now, Matt, is incredibly protective and affectionate so mm. like he has to be holding my hand he has to have his arm around me on the tube he like is in- incredibly proud to be with me which is a wonderful feeling mm. but like as even the other day we were walking through oh, we were somewhere and a group of lads walked past us and I stopped holding his hand and I just felt this crippling mm. like why am I like this mm. you know and that to me is pride like yeah. not having to feel that or like yeah. no person ever having to feel that again mm. that 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 is such an important thing to me yeah it's the personal thing it's yeah. the individual thing and it's about those everyday things because yeah. yeah like pride is a day or it's a pride month and like is that the only time we're allowed to walk down the street holding hands exactly or should it should it can i take a late tube home with my partner and let right. him put his arm around me that yeah. that is such a thing or yeah. can a trans person sit on the tube as their authentic self and not yeah. receive abuse. Yeah. That, to me, is pride. That's what yeah. pride is for, and that's yeah. why it needs to remain a protest. Yeah. Because we're telling people, you know, we are here. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. We are proud. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, my, my, my very first pride that I went on was with Switchboard when I was volunteering for them, and it felt so good to be there representing something, mm. um, not simply there having fun, which is also valid, but, like, I felt felt really proud mm. <laughs> to be there um, with a, with a purpose, with a message and i didn't know it then but i I feel that even more now that that's actually as uh white cis gay men that's you know who are like the most privileged of our community that's our job is to is to be there and show up yeah Yeah. it's about showing up big time absolutely and i think in all aspects it's not just at pride you know like we you and i have talked about this before and this is a this is a problem for me actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a real problem because it's something that's inside me. And yeah. I, I I often think that I'm walking down the street and I, I, I don't immediately come across as someone could profile me as gay. Mm. And I sort of sit and think, why do I have that inside me? Like yeah. what is that about? And whether that heralds, you know, the fact that we've been conditioned to be mm-hmm. like that, I don't know. I'd love nothing more. I think I told you that when the closing night of cruise I turned up in heels, do you remember? Mm. And I was like, never wear heels at the house. This is a huge thing for me. Yeah. And it was because I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I am going to, I'm 30 and I want to wear some heels. And yeah. I think I am developing. Mm-hmm. That's part of my yeah. pride is that I'm developing, you know, albeit a bit later because yeah. of the way that, you know, life has turned out. Um, but everyone should be able to, able to, you know, there should not be a profiling thing in the first yeah. place. Yeah. That's pride. No, I, I feel that same thing that I, for a long time, I was like, I was actively glad that i passed as straight and i was like whoa where's that coming from that's a that's a form of internalized homophobia right Mm. there but um and now here we are both legs crossed (laughs) talking about stanley tucci (laughs) it's it's all it's all out in the open now and yeah i mean and and in a way that was part of the release and the joy of 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 cruise happening was that like my face was all over the theater with a big gay play and i was like yeah i'm happy Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Well, Jack, thank you so much for having quite a queer conversation with me. (laughs) Thank you. It's very queer. 
They're very queer. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening to our quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride. I think we've done remarkably. Well, we've covered we've covered a great deal. We've we've covered a great deal, and we've mainly orbited around Stanley Tucci. So I feel very happy. <laughs> and now now everyone knows that we've got like a. A, a, a balding daddy fetish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what's come from this conversation. And if you're if you also have a Stanley Tucci fetish, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney Plus. Celebrating every colour of the rainbow.